I think three years this March. Three years in March. How long you been writing for? Um, two years. About two years now. Welcome to LFG 1904 Show. You know the motherfucking vibe. Yeah. Oh. You know the deal. Had to catch him off guard. Yeah. Like that alley oop. Alley oop. <laughs> I saw what you were doing. I was like, ooh, let me get my level set. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is up? Welcome to the show. We got two motherfucking local legends. Yes, sir. We outside. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We got Jesse and our boy Nick. Nick has been a down ass fool since the motherfucking jump of LFG. And yes, I'm, sir. This is not going to be your official episode. This is going to be like a sneak peek because you're going to get a fucking episode dedicated to you. This dude has fucking shown up and shown out to all of our events since the very beginning. He listens to the podcast, continues to buy our shit, even though we're fucking jabronis. <laughs> But he gets the exclusives, too, and the fuck-ups. <laughs> all nice. of them. All of that. Uh, yeah, and then we got Jesse over here, motherfucking. When I first met you, you went by the name 80 Hitter. 80 Hitter, yes, 80 sir. Hitter. Pull yeah. that mic to you. Seriously, like, dead ass. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Get up in there, because as it gets away from you, then I can't really hear you. And For sure. Can li- you want to be up on that how's motherfucker. That, how's that? That's good. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, when I first met you, you were 80 Hitter yes, on sir. IG. That was when I first got my uh, uh, little uh, CRF ADF. Right. <laughs> Popping out to all the rides with the big bikes. Bro, he was out there fucking throttle Thursday, smashing through the mountains, and this dude's just doing like, yeah, let's fucking go. Fourth Did you, gear you know the vibe? Fourth gear flexing. Yes, sir. Yo, yeah. if you ever have a clothing brand, that's your first design right there. Fourth gear flexing. Straight up. Hell yeah, I love it. Did you at least switch it to, did you still rock dirt tires, or did you put some street boys on there? Uh, so when I had the 80, I had the uh, the knobbies on there still, but uh, I got this uh, 70 now and the 70 i got the grom tire on the uh on the stock rim we just fit it on there and it and it just <laughs> and it's working yes sir. it hasn't blown out yet no it's actually not even like beaded correctly but it hasn't given me no problems yet so yeah. we're just sending it's it like, <laughs> you're riding behind him you Helps can see with it the swerves. oh <laughs> fuck yeah this guy's been fucking he's been putting in work when we talk about work there's like a lot of guys go out there and they fucking like they wheelie on Saturday or a Sunday and not fucking have a lot day. Not motherfucking Jesse. Jesse's out there every fucking day. Yes, sir. We try to get as much seat time in as we can. Yeah, and then uh, and then I think we went on a ride. Right, you and just, Nick. Yeah, me and Nick, we went on a ride just you know blow off some steam and shit, you know. And uh, I brought him up to Vista, and this motherfucker saw a mini, and he saw it wheelie. And that that was the day David ate shit out yeah, there. the lot. Yep. Yep. And uh, this fool's just been locked in ever since. Grinding non. Who Nick? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. He came over here with the Mini Monday crew and fucking like I just see him pull up and he's got his like helmet hat on and he's just yes, laying sir. it back and I'm like, is that fucking Nick? <laughs> like what the fuck? And then sure enough, it is you. You you've just been putting in seat time on the fucking Grom, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean. I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, I wouldn't have been out there doing all that if it wasn't for Rafa taking me to the lot that day. You know, like I'd seen people doing wheelies and stuff like that, but it never was something I thought I'd see myself doing. But then once I got there to the lot, saw people doing it, I'm like, I want this. Yeah. Like, I need to be doing <laughs> that this. That feeling, that spark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is it like doing wheelies? I never thought I would be able to do one. Like yeah. from day one, when I started trying to pop it up, I was like, I was so frustrated. I thought like, I'm never going to wheelie. Like I'd see these guys like riding wheelies all day, like 
I'm never going to be there. Like, it felt like I was never going to get to that point. And then when you get there, you're like, this is easy. Like, how, how come it took so long to get here? Oh. Yeah. It's funny. Is it more power in the throttle or is it more clutch? Is it clutch work or is it? Because well, I don't know jack shit about it. I've never tried to wheelie my bike. Well, with the Grom, it's it's so underpowered that you're giving it everything it has and then just dumping that thing. Oh, nice. And then <laughs> I've tried popping it up on the Harley a few times, and it's completely opposite. Yeah. There's so much power on that thing that it's you know minimal power and then dump it, and it wants to come up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was, I was telling them. It's, like, completely different. Like, I was, like... There was that mini Monday where I ate shit, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the whole ride. I'm just trying to like get it up. I'm like, man, what the fuck? And he's like, bring it down about twenty eight. Bring it down. And I was like, all right. And I'm bringing it down, and then next thing you know, the bitch started to come up. And you <laughs> I mean bring it down twenty eight hundred RPMs? No, twenty eight uh twenty eight miles power. And then like oh. yeah, and then I revved the fuck out of it, dumped the clutch, and that bitch just went <laughs> just right up. <laughs> yeah. So I've watched uh, Cruzy's video, Ryan Cruzy's video on doing wheelies, and he's like, "What motherfuckers don't do is tap the fucking rear brake to get the dive, <laughs> which it makes perfect sense. You get a little bit of front dive, and then dump the clutch and come back, and it's like a spring effect. But you know, one day when I have uh, a couple bikes and I'm willing to fucking risk it to win it, or maybe if I get a fucking how, how much was the Grom? Uh, I picked up the Grom new, and it wasn't cheap just because of everything going on right now and all the markups. Yeah. Um, everywhere I looked, they wanted like over five, and I was able to get it for forty six out the door. Mm. That's expensive. Yeah. In comparison. Yeah. I okay. Mean, I think the MSRP is like. 3100 bucks oh fuck so, oh yeah it's, yeah it's a huge markup bastards yeah. <laughs> but, i mean they, they got me i wanted it yeah know, so hey that's the difference yeah. fucking supply and demand baby yep. <laughs> the yes, demand sir. was there <laughs> so um, the crazy thing about the minis is like a lot of the guys they're real bougie so they they only want to mess with the groms you know but uh um they make the kawasaki z's too and uh so that was the first bike that i got and um it's literally almost the same as the Grom and uh it um it's just like about half the price I bought my first Z I think for two thousand dollars and uh and that I mean that's how I got into like really like wheeling in and doing the stunts because I mean when I first had my uh, 80 I um I was into it you know like I, I just wanted to like you said I was just out there flexing you know I just wanted to ride with the pack and see the guys do their thing you know but yeah uh, once I got my first couple wheelies on the 80, I was like, man, I need a, I need a, a real bike, you know, I need a, I need a Grom or, or, or something, you know, and, um, I ended up getting the Z and it was like half the price and, and, uh, it has a little more torque. Um, so it's a lot of throttle, uh, a lot of throttle work, but, um, they're, they're really nice bikes for, uh, for half the price with the, um, for, for a mini, you know? Okay. And you guys fucking dude, like with a Harley, like you, you cover a lot more ground when you're doing a wheelie. Like when you're throttling it, like you're covering a lot more ground. But when you're on a fucking mini bike, bro, you know how much fucking work that is. That shit's retarded. What to stay at balance point or like yeah, because like you're you're constantly doing this and you're constantly in this. Like you you don't cover that much ground. 
Like you're over here thinking you wheelie the whole block, nah, nigga. You just did like yeah. <laughs> you just did like a car <laughs> on, True. The mini, on the mini, yeah. It's <laughs> on like the mini, barely an intersection. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, and then you see these guys when they're doing the wheelies on the minis, man. Like they're doing them for fucking blocks. Like this dude, he, you had the bike up. There's a video where you had the bike up so long, and the pipe would just look red. It was just glowing. Just Lifters were clicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I beat the shit out of that uh, uh that mini that that. Z, there the Z's and the Hondas, they're they're great bikes. I mean, for for how much we beat on them and how how much we're just constantly just throwing them back and yeah. and dropping them and throwing them. I mean, I've I've yet to blow one up. Knock on wood. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're pretty reliable bikes. Yeah, and those shits were like the fucking exhaust was just glowing, bro. <laughs> I love it. Jeez. So what's the deal with the seventy you got now? Um, it was just, uh, so I got the DRZ first and then, uh, this was kind of just like my, uh, like throw it at a wall bike. You know, I, yeah. I was scared to, I was scared to drop the DRZ. So I wanted something that I could learn circles and learn, uh, just get back to the mini vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing's sweet. It's, uh, it, it only has three gears. So three gears and no clutch. So when we're out there wheeling on it, you just have to, you have to yank it up and you just got to use all your leverage Wow, so it's a it's a pretty sweet bike, and uh, it keeps up with the Groms. It's a little bit slower. I think it tops out at like like forty five fifty. Uh, versus yours, probably tops out at uh, well, like sixty. It's like seventy five. Seventy five. Yeah, screaming. Yeah. Well, I, I put some aftermarket stuff into it: intake, tune, exhaust, and stuff like that. Okay. Which at the end of the day, I don't think it did that much. Was it worth the money? How much money you put, <laughs> I put into it? You know, like I maybe I got like two miles per hour more than a stock Ugh, bike or something. Fuck. Yeah. But it sounds sweet. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Upsides. Upsides. You've gone through quite a few bikes, Nick. Mm-hmm. You've had the Dyna. Yes. So my very first um, bike ever was a DRZ 400. A. Um, and so I had that for a little bit and then it was all I had. I didn't have a car. Um, so I realized I needed a car as well. So sold that to get just like a little commuter car. And then down the road, once, you know, I was making some good money and was comfortable in getting another bike, um, I got a Ducati Monster. It was like my dream bike as a kid. I saw it like in a movie or something. (laughs) You know, and I was just like, one day I'm going to have that bike, you know. And so I got it and it was fun, but it was just, I felt like I was going to get in some trouble on that bike. It was, I mean, it was just, I just, I didn't want to go slow at all on that bike. Could you run from the police on that? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 130? Not a problem. 140? Still not a problem. Yeah. 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 It was like it was like the only bike where I could feel myself coming off the bike, like, you know, getting like blown back off of it. Seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know wrong. jack shit about a lot of the Italian models, Aprilla and Ducati and all that. I got to get, I got to figure it out. I know like the Duke and the Super Duke, but that's yeah. only because the homie Brandon Guptill. He's told me about them because he's like on the fence of getting one. He had he has the FTR, Indian FTR right now, and he's like, he's over it. And he's like, I need something fucking new. And he was talking about getting the Super Duke, but I got I got to learn more about these bikes. Hell yeah! And then the like import side of the house, fucking endless, Mm. endless amounts of bikes, and it seems to be way more affordable. Mm. So what came after the monster? So after the monster, um, I got a Street Bob. I think it was a 2015 Street Bob. And uh, it was because my wife didn't like being on the monster as well. Right. So, and, and her dad uh, had Harleys when she was a kid. So she grew up riding Harleys. Um, so it was something that she was more drawn to and something that, you know, 
she was more open to me having. Um, and then at the same time I was, I had my first kid. So I was just kind of like, you know, that Ducati had to go. Time to transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To a cruiser. So, so yeah, so I got the street Bob, had that for a little bit and then, uh, moved. My uncle was actually getting rid of, uh, an earlier year Dyna, the one I was telling you about the O2. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he just needed some cash and I was, I, was like I had some money from getting rid of the monster, so I was just like, <laughs> it was perfect. And uh, so, so I picked up that. So I had those two bikes for a little bit, and then uh, um, I just wanted something a little bit smaller, something I could throw around a little more, have some more fun on. And then, uh, so I started looking, and I saw the uh, Sportster Roadster, and then that hey. kind of caught my attention. You know, with the inverted forks and dual things disc. like that, dual disc already. Um, so I looked like a bike that I could have some fun on. So, uh, so yeah, so I ended up getting rid of, uh, both the bikes and then just getting that, um, roadster. And that's what you're rocking so, right now. So yeah, that's what I have right now. And then, uh, so the goal was I got the Grom, um, learn the wheelie, get that down packed on the Grom to where I'm like killing it. I got it. I'm like, I got the shit down and then transition to the Harley and start and start working the Harley. So, hell yeah. so yeah, recently I've started just, you know, popping it up, just kind of just feeling it out, you know, not getting too wild with it. And, um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Mm. So you've been, you've actually been popping the fucking sporty. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I've been popping the sporty up a little bit. Um, not, you know, chasing them a little bit, you know, so it, I'm not, you know, bringing it up to balance point quite yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm just, it's, it's a whole different monster than the Grom. It's, mm. I mean, there's so much torque, like, you know, the, the Grom, there's a little bit of, you know, wiggle room you know when you bring the bike back to loop where the the harley if you give it too much it's it's gonna go back you know <laughs> you, you might not you might not catch yeah. it you might not catch there's it. not enough rear yeah. brake in the world yeah. to fucking yeah. prevent this yeah. yeah and i don't have a uh, a crash bar like any protection on the bike yet uh, so I, i'm kind of like waiting for that too you know because right, right. i don't want to sure. loop it and then just destroy it you know right, right, away, right. so yeah you yeah. know what's you know what's wild is like the harley i could I fuck with, right? And then, like, I try jump. Every time I get on, like, a Mini or a Grom, I always fuck my shit up. Yeah. <laughs> always. You got oh, a like, fucking pool ball in your elbow right now. Little ankle biters. Yeah. yeah, dude, bro. My fucking elbow. Have you seen this thing? You remember when I dude. went down? Yeah. He's got, like, a ping pong ball permanently ago. in there. Look. It looks like Jeez. Cindy Lou Who's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that shit's bad. Every time I get on it. And, but, like, on the Harley, it's just, like, I get it up, boom, and it's, like, it's cool, you know? And then, like, I just get them up and just coast them for a little bit, you know? But, like, I try doing the same exact shit on a, on a, on a mini. It's, like, brat, there you go, on the ground, Rafa. <laughs> and learned. there he is. <laughs> Lesson learned, homie. Yeah, that's the LFG, homie. Look, his butt's <laughs> all over the ground. <laughs> Didn't it? But it took you a while on the Harley too, because the yeah. Milwaukee Eights, like everybody has said that they're more difficult yeah. than a fucking Dyna. Yeah, I was like skirting the 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 rear tire for a long time, and then like I just started. I just sat down on the bike and was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go to this lot every day for like a week. And I went out to the Balboa lot, and I was in the Balboa lot every fucking day for like a week straight, just trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to get it. And then finally, I just found the right tire pressure. And just got it. And then I found out later on from like talking to Joey that you could get your you could get a, a map on your fucking uh, on your dyno jet that gives the throttle because it's fly by wire. It, it gives your throttle a quicker response time. 
<laughs> I was like, you motherfucker, you had a cheat code this whole fucking time. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> Meanwhile, my ass is out there just burning the fuck out of the clutch. All kinds of shit, dude. But yeah, I put a lot of... It was at, The bike had, before I blew it up, it had 42,000 miles. You were, But we were putting down miles. Yeah, yeah. That bike had miles on it. Canyon trips and everything. Everything. Oh, yeah. yeah I was doing canyon trips, and I was riding out with the Mini Monday boys. I was out yeah. there on... Drop every local Thursday. ride and then every LFG ride that we ever did. And then Absolutely. he was just taking it. He, that was his mo- means of transportation for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now, uh, I got, now I got the Cali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm on a Cali 3. Or yeah. 4. 4. Well, Let me put some respect put on some it. Put some respect on it. 400. Damn, how dare I? <laughs> Jesse, you had quite a few bikes, too. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple. Um, so it's funny. Uh, so when I first got into the bikes, uh, I went to MLK uh, 2021, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was my uncle's, um, it was my uncle's ride, uh, or he was going to the ride. And I told him, I was like, I'm not really into bikes. I'm not, I had, I had previously like hurt myself, uh, trail riding back in Washington. So I told him, I was like, I'm not really like into the bike scene. I don't want to do wheelies. It's, it's just not me. And I went out and I had followed him, uh, in the rental car and I was trying to follow the pack around and, uh, and uh, I could not, I could not keep up for the life of me. Uh, <laughs> I, I literally, like, I would go over the bridge, and then they would be coming back, and then I would come this way, and then they would be going that way. And <laughs> so I just, I kept losing the pack. And then we got back to the hotel that night, and I told him, I was like, "Dude, I'm getting one. I, mean, <laughs> I, need, I need a bike, dude." Right. And so uh, I went home, and I got that, uh, that first uh, eighty that I got, and um, I rode that for a little while. Uh, I ended up getting the, uh, the Z125. I uh, had that for a little while, um, and then uh, I sold the the 80 and the Z together as a, a package deal, and um, I was out of a bike for maybe uh, three, four months, and then uh, I ended up getting the DRZ, mm. and uh, that thing has just been the biggest pain I've ever dealt with. I mean, really, I, I bought the bike, and then uh, four days later, it, it blew up, so... Fuck. Um, I sent it to the shop. It was down for like six months, got rebuilt. Um, so I got it home and then rode it for like two days and then it, it just started bogging out. Wouldn't, it wouldn't stay running. So, uh, I ended up getting the carb rebuilt, valves readjusted. Um, and then, uh, the carb just shot out on me again. So, um, uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get a, get rid of that bike. I probably want a Harley next, but uh, hey. that's right. Yeah, so uh, crossing over to the dark side. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, mainly just um, bikes uh, that I've been like stunting. Never had. I've never really had any like cruisers or anything like that. Just uh, mm. I've always been into beaters. Something I can just throw. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, ain't mad at it. Oh yeah, yes, there, there's plenty of beater ass Harleys. I own one. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks so good, but damn, is it clapped? Yes, sir. <laughs> Clap wagons. It's like that's throwing a t- it's like throwing a tuxedo on shit. Yeah, yeah it's such a clapper is. that I refuse to pay the registration. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Feel that one. Hey, so another fun fact: you just passed uh, one year clean, right? Yes, sir. One what year. the fuck, dude? Congrats. November twenty fourth. Fucking a. Thank you guys. And what? What prompted that? Um, we'll, we'll keep it brief. I know you guys got to get to your ride here soon, but I just wanted to bring you on and give people a taste of what's to come because we're going to bring you back and do a full on. For sure. Um, so, uh, so I never really felt like I, I had a problem, especially like when I was drinking. Um, I always, 
Like, I had family members tell me, you know, like, chill out, you're drinking too much, or, <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've gotten a little too drunk a couple of times, but um, it, I ended up getting uh, uh, really drunk one night and uh, um, made some stupid decisions, and uh, the next morning, it was just, I was just tired, I was just tired of it, you know, um, tired of waking up, hungover, tired of having to explain to everybody that I'm not an alcoholic, trying to... Um, just make up excuses to why I want to drink, you know? And, uh, finally I just, uh, it was, it was more, um, I wanted to prove, uh, to like my family, you know, that, uh, I could, that I wasn't an alcoholic. So I was like, I'm just gonna just stop, you know, I'm just gonna stop drinking. And, uh, when I stopped drinking, that was when I like, it really hit me. I was like, man, I fucking, I want a beer right now, dude. And maybe I do have a problem, you know? And, um, so the original goal was uh, I'm just going to stop for six months. Um, and I hit three months, and I, I was still craving it. I felt like I wanted a beer, and I wanted to drink with the boys. I wanted to go riding and, and you know, just get all hammered. And um, So that was how I knew that, you know, let's just keep it going, you know. And so once I hit six months, it was like, well, I hit my goal, but I still I still want to drink. I want to uh, I want to party and I know that six months of not drinking I shouldn't have that craving so bad you know um so I I just extended it let me try to hit a hit my year mark and um it's been rough uh it's been pretty rough um it's uh for me I, I was never like a hard alcohol guy I just you know get off work and and down some beers and go riding and and see how many I could drink you know and um, so I think the big part was just, uh, trying to hang out with people without, you know, drinking or, or being on, on any kind of substance, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, I was telling, um, Nick here that it's, it was a little, um, it was a little weird for me because, uh, so far, like, it doesn't even feel like a year, you know, it kind of feels just like six months still, you know, like, um, on my birthday was yesterday and. Um, in the morning I woke up and I was like, man, I just, I don't want to want to drink today, you know? And, and, uh, I went throughout the day and I just stayed busy the whole time. And, um, at the end of the day, I was like, man, I was so busy. I didn't even, I didn't even think about drinking, you know, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind. So I just been taking it day by day and, and trying to, uh, I just keep trying to extend the, uh, the distance. You Do you know? go to meetings? Uh, no, I've never been to uh, any meetings or anything. Really? Um, yeah, I just, I just kind of, I just cold turkey it, you know. Yeah, and white knuckling it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. Nah, that's fucking good though, dude. And like, that's my story too. Is like, I have definitely dabbled and fucked around with a lot of hard drugs, but at the root of it all, like, I'm just a messy drunk, mm -hmm. and like, I don't gotta drink fucking whiskey all night and all that shit. Like, I. I'll fuck up my life on a fucking six pack. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. If Captain Crunch would get me <laughs> fucked up, I would eat too much Captain Crunch. You know for what I mean? Sure. So it, that's that's just my that's where it starts for me. Mm -hmm. Same to you, Nick. Yep. Don't think you were getting off easy. How much time you got? You got is it eight? It's about six seven years. I, I kind of base it on on my my oldest's birthday because it happened not too long after he was born. Right. So I didn't I don't really remember the exact day it was, but it's it's around you know probably around seven years. Fucking when he told me that, I, I'll never forget. I was like, 
because I thought he had like he told us like, yeah I'm sober too and this is like an event and then he came to see me when I was working up in Esco and he's like yeah no it's been like six years and I was like what <laughs> what the fuck I thought you had like nine months bro he's like no no you know you know Nick. Just casual out, yeah yeah casual laid back I just pulled out calendars bro yeah, so <laughs> yeah. A, a beautiful thing uh, about Nick is that um, when I when I was first kind of uh, starting my uh, my sobriety. Um, and I looked at it, uh, I looked at it a little bit different because I didn't realize that, you know, I, I, I had a problem. Um, I kind of, I was just kind of waiting on my, my six month mark to, uh, to drink again. And, um, so when, when Nick, uh, when I met Nick at the uh, rides, I was, uh, explaining to him, he kind of asked about, um, my sobriety and how long, how long it's been. And, uh, as I was explaining to it and he was kind of talking me through it, um, talking me through his sobriety also, I kind of realized, you know, it's, it's cool to, to, uh, understand, you know, like understand my, my problem. It's, it's not, um, as embarrassing as I thought, you know, uh, for sure. It's, it, it it was, um, it was super cool for me to connect with somebody that, um, that was, that was rooting for me. Like, uh, Rooting for my sobriety, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's been it's definitely been a mission, just because it's it's still it still feels so new, you know. Um, yeah. Um. Uh. Just day by day, you know. I've just been taking it. Yeah, like for me, uh, I just I never thought I never wanted to get clean. I never wanted to get sober. Mm-hmm. I never wanted any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I just sat down. I just didn't want to go to prison for six years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, me going to, like, the meetings and shit like that, I was like, man, whatever. You know, I just don't want to go to prison and all this and that. And then next thing you know, like, exactly like how you said, like, but the first 18 months of me being clean and shit like that was programs. I did a six-month program. Then they told me I had to to stay in there until I got got fucking – until I got sentenced, and then I had to do another. Then I got sentenced to another program for another. Mm-hmm. S- I did the first program was seven. S- then I went to a sober living. I stood there for like two months, and then I got sentenced, and I did it another six months. And then I then they wanted me to do community service, and I was like, "Fuck that!" And then I had to stay in there for another two months. What were the uh, What were the programs like? It was like <clears throat> one of them was like fucking savage. One of them was like you know it was like real world road rules. Um, survivor, a big brother with a shitload of drugs, and then you shake it up, and then you remove all the drugs from it. And that's what the program was. Because, <laughs> you know, like, because, like, it, it's pretty much like they, they, hey, they uh, what's Reach up? behind you and grab the, uh, her keys. Here you go. Bingo. Yeah, and so, um, I was doing, I was sitting down, I was sitting down inside of this program and shit like that. And they were just like, they would do like these slips and encounters. And in these slips and encounter groups, they would fucking like, pretty much be like, hey, you know, Jesse's, you know, still holding on to old behaviors, blase, blase. And then they sit your ass down there and the counselors ream your ass for like 10, 15 minutes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then you either stay in the program or they kick you out. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it was like kind of like Survivor. You know what I'm saying? So like it was yeah. like the last man standing type shit. And then and like then, at any point in time, I, I didn't go to their program, but all of them did. So I know about this. He'd be like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he would be like, that's aggressive. And he'd be like, and then you have to say, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh man! Yeah, oh, it's fucking is it's a behavior <laughs> modification program. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, they're raw. They when they first came out of this program, they were all just fucking wired different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were. I was. I was there for like seven months, and then um, and then. I got out of there, and then I had to go to the sober living for two months because I wasn't sentenced yet. And then I went to the opposite kind of program. I went to a program for another six months, which is like a halfway house. And in this halfway house, it's pretty much you're, you could work, and then you come home. And these fools were, weren't, had no recovery in them, fool. No recovery. Sick-ass fools. So they were, they were smoking and drinking and doing all this shit in the program, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I even fucking, I almost, I stood at a fucking, uh, at a crossroad where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn myself in. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather do the year in county or the eight months in county than do this shit, you know, because it's easier for me to program in county mm -hmm. than it is for me to get a cock tease every fucking morning where you let me go to go to work and then I could come, then I have to come back to this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was almost easier for me to program inside of like in, in jail than it is to program in, inside of this shit, mm -hmm. you know? Because yeah. it's, like, two different, like, it's, like, I'm living two d different lives. You're locked down, and it's not hanging right in front of your face. You yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause like Free when, will. Bro, because when you're locked down in there, if you fuck up when you're in there, I had a six-year lid. So I was looking at six years. Off the rip. Oh, yeah, six years, because of my strike, doubled up at 85%. So, That's crazy. Yeah, they were locking me, I, they were locking my ass down for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, it was a it was a real test to myself. You know what I'm saying. So like, it kind of forced me to stay clean because yeah. like, if I didn't, then I wouldn't see my kid until she was like fucking fifteen, eighteen. Yeah, that's you know crazy. Yeah, I'm one of the weird ones where uh my my parents met in AA, and I was I was like born into it. So my dad has not used drugs. I won't say he's been clean. He he hasn't used drugs in like thirty five years. Um, my mom, God rest her soul, she uh. She got sober for a long time and then she would like, she became a, a homemaker and like had her own business and like would just drink on Thanksgiving and Christmas and get shithoused or whatever. She would yeah. go see like Bruce Springsteen or something <laughs> and she would just get wrecked. But uh, aside from that, she, she held it together tough. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, you know, ever since I was 16, I'd been coming to meetings and shit. And mm -hmm. when I was 25, I had gotten divorced and I was on a sick ass run and like i'm like doing all the drugs anything i get my hands on and i was living with a girl she was i was literally she was letting me live with her it was my girlfriend at the time and uh she had her shit together this girl had no business i was not the fucking home decor project that she was she had signed up for <laughs> her dad had married uh, a chinese like a chinese lady and they went to china to visit her and i had one job and that was to like pick her up from the airport with her dad and I, I got fucked off for like five days straight and I completely did not do that. And I still didn't like, she had been home for two days when I finally stumbled back in her house. And she's like, I, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And I was like, I, I knew in my head, I was like, this is not working anymore. And I literally dried out in a sober living and that was my first run of recovery. And then I thought I had it figured out because, you know, with two and a half years clean, I was like moved away from everybody, I moved up to North County and, uh, I stopped going to meetings and I had this like sick ass manager position and like I went on this snowboarding trip and I was like, I'm going to take some shrooms. <laughs> and uh, within nine months, I had maxed every credit card was hey, negative. Riots outside. What the fuck? Is that right? Yeah, it's one of the cats. 
but yeah, and then uh, I came back to the rooms. So that's, I'm one of the rare ones. Very rarely do people just show up and come to meetings. So let me get this goddamn cat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <awesome>. bitch ass pet. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like one of the things that I I've noticed. I don't know if you noticed because like I've I've done like rides like ROL mm-hmm. and all these different rides and shit like that. Like, um, have you noticed that like they like the temptation you know what i'm saying yeah like the temptations there oh for sure so you know uh that and that's been a, a big thing uh a big part of, of my recovery too is that you know um i started bike life drinking so that was like uh, a normal for me was just going out going out to the beach and and getting a tall modello and just just you know getting as many as i can and just getting drunk you know and mm-hmm. so when i when i got sober um I wasn't giving up bike life, you know, uh, and when you get sober, not all your friends are getting sober at the same time too, you know? Know. So, um, you know, I still go out and we still do rides and everybody else around us, you know, they, they'll be down in the twisted tees or Modellos or whatever. And, um, you know, there's days where I'm like, Oh man, I fucking, I'll down three of those tall boys right now. dude. (laughs) But, um, I always just try to, I always just try to joke about it. You know, I try to just keep a, I always just try to keep the fun there because um, right. I, I try not to look at it so serious. Um, like he was saying, uh, so my dad, he uh, he was like, you know, um, he's I think he's like 15, 16 years sober right now. So oh, right. Um, all growing up uh, from, from like my teenage years, um, my dad has always hounded me, you know, like, oh, you know, don't be drinking beer. Don't be, you know, don't be uh, smoking weed or or, you know, just – He's, he always hounds me about, you know, um, you know, just staying, you know, uh, substance free. And, uh, for the longest time, just being young, I always wanted to rebel that, you know, I just wanted like, well, just because you did it and you drank and you had a problem doesn't mean that I'm going to drink and I'm going to have a problem. Right. Right. And, uh, it, you know, I like to tell myself that, but it's like, you know, when you're drunk, you're nobody's the same you know yeah yeah for sure even if you're you know a happy drunk it's like you might not be happy when you're not drunk you know Mm. so um i just i've been trying to learn to uh to deal with my emotions without uh without a crutch you know what i mean right right Um, have you noticed that like your writing has been different yeah definitely uh i feel i feel more clear i'm you know i'm able to to um to do more um i i feel like i can move better you know i i feel like i'm not as uh, sloppy because when i when i drank that, that was my favorite you know i used to love down in a beer and smoking a blunt and smoking a cigarette and you know maybe fucking taking a bump of some coke you know and hey. just getting all just triple cross faded and then yeah yeah and then just going and hitting the streets with the guys and now um at first it was really hard because i felt like i needed my wheelie juice you know what i mean <laughs> I, needed, I needed my energy so yeah yeah but um the farther i got into it, it I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm more clear. Uh, I can. I can really think about hitting these tricks. You know, if I want to put my foot yeah. over the bars, I can. I can put my foot over the bars without you know feeling sloppy or feeling like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna wreck or something. You know, um, yeah. I definitely notice that. Like when when I see guys ride, and then mm-hmm. I see like Foley go out there. Like you could tell who partied last night yeah. and who didn't. Like Foley was like literally this full. We went out to Red Rock and we we did the uh, Vegas Bell Brawl, and fucking. Foley pulled in very last minute, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very last minute, parked his bike and everything like that. 
these guys are all out there. One dude fucking ate shit. The bike went flying into the guardrail. The other dude fucking like ate shit, trying <laughs> to do some other shit. Here comes Foley just ripping, homie, just fucking it up, dude. And then Dinah Nate, another fucking hardcore dude. Like, he rides hard. and He's but, been crushing. Bro, he rides hard, but, like, his girl was there, so he had to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to keep it PG and shit. Hey, shout out Dinah Nate. Um, homeboy, like, fucking crushed it, one. And, like, these guys, like, even, uh, what's his name, Taninsky or some shit like that. Taninsky kept it real PG the night before. And, bro, all of them fucking placed. One, two, three. And, there it is. Yeah, you know, and you could tell. You could definitely tell when in the writing and everything like For that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Like, hopefully, you know, one day I'll get these things down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely tell you, like, the yeah. obsession almost never goes away, but it can be like arrested at some point for those that are in recovery. You know, that's like in the book, but it's like, uh, it's just constant work on yourself. And like, to get this far without any program, like, fucking, you got, you've got the will. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a matter of fucking finding some, some like, Pressure release valves mm-hmm. is the best way to describe it. Like, why the fuck am I feeling this way about this? And then you just find a, that valve and let the fucking air out of it. For sure. We can, and I, like I don't know that. if you know about all of us, but like he's got eight or nine years. I'm going on nine. I'm coming up on three. Cause Beautiful. I, so this, how LFG started was I relapsed. Mm-hmm. I fucking crawled back into recovery mm-hmm. and linked up with these guys. And we had a group chat called the LFG with, it had a rocket, the let's fucking go chat for going to ride. And he approached me, Rafa approached me and was like, I want to turn this into a brand. And his lady was living with Dustin at the time. And Dustin has seven years, almost eight or eight years, almost nine. He was like a year under a year and a half under me and now so that so would mean like seven yeah june june is he'll have eight yeah so june he'll have eight uh he got tired of us talking about it he was like what the fuck do we need to do to get this off the ground and that's how lfg started was like they wanted to because i was working at harley and i got laid off mm-hmm. and they didn't want to see me fucking relapse so they're like let's do something to keep this motherfucker around us yeah <laughs> and that's how it was born that's beautiful. Fuck yeah. And one of the conditions is if he ever fucking relapsed. If you relapsed, you were out. You're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. So like this fool's just been. That's, that's I relapsed, the motherfuckers. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, uh, yeah. genuine camaraderie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So we're here. If you're ever fucking having a tricky ass day, bang my line, homie. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? yeah, and I just live down the road too, so you know I'm gonna be over, man. Hey, we're out here. For sure. And that, like that's this podcast is mostly people telling their recovery story. Let's go. And we're trying Let's to get like go. we've we've been pulling people that are from the industry in it, and it's it's bro, our growth has been fucking beautiful it. because people fucking relate to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hello. <sighs> so you also just had a belly button birthday. Yes, sir. And yes, how old are you? Are you 18, 16? 20, 24. 24. God damn. Nick, if, if you could go back to 24, boy. I know. On, the, <laughs> on his sober day, the 24th was my birthday, and I'm 35. No shit. Yeah, so over 10 years. Fuck. Congratulations, my man. Get the Wait, fuck over out 10 years him. clean? No, older than him. Oh. You's <laughs> <laughs> an old yeah, ass man. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, dude. He, hey, know. he looks young as fuck. I know, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I just, I just... So both of them look young as fuck. <laughs> my birthday, my birthday was on the second. Like we were talking about going to ROL, remember? Yes, sir. And shit like yeah, that, and yeah. getting a little Airbnb and shit. And uh, yeah, and then I ended up not going. Yeah, you yeah. didn't come to our ride either. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I figuring out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, and like one of the things that like 
I admire is like you put in the work, you put in the effort and shit like that. But you have no like you you don't make meetings, right? No. 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 So like uh, real similar to Jesse, um like real similar story like had a long night one time, woke up the next day and was just like I don't want this anymore, you know. And especially, you know, being a new father, um it wasn't how I wanted, you know, my son's childhood to be, you know, mm. somewhat similar to mine, you know, growing up um, with the alcoholism and stuff in the family. So, so yeah, it was just, you know, I just made it a point from that day forward that it, it just couldn't be, you know, it, and it was, there was before that there was the, Oh, I can have one at dinner or, you know, there was, there was, I'd made excuses, you know, I yeah. can, I can still drink, but I just need to do this or I just need to do that. You know, this is going to work. And it never did, you know, because it just, it had to be all or nothing. You know, mm-hmm. there was, there wasn't, there was nothing that I could do to, to keep drinking, you know. That is literally a portion out of chapter five in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> that is literally, we had tried it all ad infinitum. I'll yeah. fucking show it to you. It's literally like not drinking before noon, not drinking afternoon, not fucking doing one before dinner, only on holidays ad yeah. infinitum, dude. Yeah. It's just, it don't work. Yeah, and I, I see it with family members too, just because, um, you know, I think how alcohol is so just widely accepted, you know, mm-hmm. in society and stuff like that, that when someone does have a problem, most people don't realize it because they just think, oh no, he just, he's just having fun. Like, you know, the, he, he doesn't drink all the time. He's not, you know, drinking during the week, you know, like you were saying, yeah. you know, those excuses, oh, he doesn't drink by himself. He doesn't drink during the week or, you know, he only does it to have fun, to be social and things like that. And then people just get it kind of you know, misunderstood of, you know, with those lines, you know, are blurred and things like that, you know, so. And here's a, a real easy description of if you have a problem or not. Normal people who don't have problems don't have to ask themselves, do I have a problem? If sure. you're asking yourself that, I'm uh, there's a 84% chance that you have a fucking problem. For sure. <laughs> I would, I would even bump that. I'll juice those numbers. 94% chance you yeah. got a problem. I would agree. And like, the other part of that is being clean or being sober and you can look around at all the homies and you're like, damn dog, I wish I could give you what I got. Yeah. Like, I wish I could give you what I got because it's fucking priceless. Mm. It's an, it's so much more of an asset than a deficit than you get to realize until you have it. Right. Like being able to like realize that this is an issue for me and it's, there's so many other problems that ha- like this stems from another, uh, something completely different. It's not the alcohol that's the issue. There's something up here that's the fucking issue. Mm. And the alcohol is how I address it. Mm. And, like, when you're able to step back and see that, you you become so much more powerful than you give yourself credit for. Like, you now have, a, like, I wish I could give recovery to fucking everybody. Because the ability to, like, especially the program, like, the program we worked, the 12 steps, like, you get to, and I haven't worked all, all 12 of them, motherfuckers, let me tell you. But what I've gotten from it, <sighs> advantageous bro puts me ahead of the curve and fuck everybody mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so definitely yeah. i'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> shout out to mcdonald's shoot me a mcdouble for free skis on the free skis dog <laughs> let me get a mcdouble on the free free dog <laughs> so what's what's the what's the next coming move i've been pushing you to fucking like drop a little clothing line for like Oh year man, now. it's it's the the goal, the dream. Um, I, I'm working at it, dude. Uh, I I I'm I, I'm working on confidence right now. I'm not very confident with uh, 
with myself and, and what I'm trying to release. So I just, I'm, I'm trying to put everything together. Um, shout out normally Nick. That's my main guy. So, uh, I would, I'm really, that's your uncle too, right? Yeah. That's my uncle. My mom's uh my mom's son. Wait, um, that's the, that's the guy that took you on the MLK ride. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yes, okay. Bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he he got me into the bikes. Uh, he he's my like he's like my best friend. So uh, I'm really trying to start a brand with him that you know um, that we could work on together. That we could you know like do the bike thing together and and uh, you know sell the merch together. Um, but uh, we're just um, I, I, everything has to be right. I don't I don't want to feel like I'm forcing it. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sure. I don't want to force it because I want it to I want it to be genuine. I want it to to fall into place. Um, but I also know that, you know, you have to make it happen. So I'll say, dog, we bought 60 of those T-shirts right there on that wall. Yep. That was our first logo. We bought 60 of them. And the homies just fucking, they, they might have looked at him and like, that's kind of corny as fuck. But it's my homies. Yeah. I'm going to hold it down. <laughs> and now look at us. I love <laughs> it, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is, it's like. Beautiful growth. Yeah. It's like I, I, always, I always push this dude, I always push Nick. I'm like, bro, whenever you guys ready, you know what I'm saying? Every time we the see homies, Rafa. The homies are waiting, you know what I'm saying? Shoot your shot. You know, yeah, like, why not? y'all got, because you got to think, like, when when you stopped coming around to the mini Mondays, right, there was only, like, three or four people there, remember? Mm-hmm. And Nick stopped coming around, it was, like, two, three, four people. And then all of a sudden, these guys started coming out. And right when you guys started coming back out, dude, like, Y'all motherfuckers like you bring the pack, yeah, sure. and then like and, yeah, and then like y'all bring numbers, and then Nick, Nick, his, the way he like he's willing to teach people, like this motherfucker will be like, sit down on my bike, let me show you how to do this, boom, boom, boom. Like he's willing to teach a motherfucker how For to wheel, sure. you know soul. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he's he's down, and he's always down to fucking jump on any fucking bike, eat shit, and you know what I'm yeah, saying? He's, he's yeah, he's an animal. Yeah, like and then that breeds on to other people. Like Marvin was the same exact way. Cause I remember Marvin when he couldn't wheelie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, that's the beautiful thing about our, yeah. our rides, the mini Mondays, man. Um, it, there's no. Uh, I was explaining to Nick earlier. Um, see, we on minis, you can't. It takes the the hard ass vibe out. You know. Yeah. When you hop on a mini bike and you're with your boys, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of grown men on mini bikes. There's nothing. There's no hard ego about that. Yeah, yeah. There's no ego there. You know. So it's all just it's all just fun and and. That's why we love Mini Monday so much because uh, it's there's no testosterone, there's no competing with each other. It's all just we're all just having fun and enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and just pushing each other. Yes, like, sir. Push each other all the time. They're like, "Come on, homie, let's get it go, up. bring and it like, out here, dog." Like, and that was the yeah. exciting thing about bringing you on the show is because like I don't want people to think that LFG is strictly a Harley brand because yeah. it's not. Like we're I, I don't make it out to all the rides mostly because I don't have the fucking time or I don't. Let me rephrase that. I don't make the time. Just because the majority of our homies ride Harleys, like I'm, if you're out there having fun, for me LFG, that's what it's about. It's about just get like not settling for fucking mediocre. Like get out there and fucking get after it and just be better than you were yesterday. Like that's what I try to push on fucking everybody. I just happen to ride a Harley. You know what yep. I mean? But I've ha- I had a six three six. That Don't was my be first here bike. Soon too, yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? And I just want to like. I want it to be more all inclusive. So it was really exciting for to sure. have you on to fucking talk about that. Appreciate I mean, you fucking guys us. Nick, fucking. I'm excited to see where you, dude, I, I give it less than a year and you're going to be fucking getting in the motherfucking bell, bro. Oh, <laughs> getting in the motherfucking bell, bro, cuz. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it started out, I was like, I just want to be able to wheel in my Harley. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm 35. Family, <laughs> like, I ain't got nothing to prove, yeah. you know, nothing, you know, no one to impress. You know, I just think it's badass to be able to wheel a Harley. So that was just mainly the goal. But I, once you start, you know, like with the Grom, like now that I got like a wheelie, a sit down wheelie down packed, it's like, I feel like that's not enough. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just like, I need to be now doing more. Take, I need to be now like, let's take this take, leg off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking the hand off, like, you know, doing some knee knockers, something, you know? So right, it's right. like, you know, I, what started out is just, you know, wanting to sit down wheelie, like, you know, you just, it's so much fun, you know, it's infectious. Yeah, you yeah. want to just keep doing more. And then you see these guys, you know, Jesse or something like that going down the road, you know, making it look so easy and just vibing and just like that, that fun, like vibe that they're having while they're working that bike is like, dude, like it you gets you pumped when you see yeah, that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you, you and the community, it's yeah. definitely, oh, yeah. it's, it's definitely, it's definitely infectious. And then like how hyped they get whenever, whenever they do one fucking thing, like it's fucking crazy. Like it's I was with, feeling. bro, I was with D, I was with D when he did the hand drag. Yeah, and I, <laughs> he was on, on the, the four fifty. No, he was on the quad. Oh, Jesus. and he fucking he gets the quad up, bro. He gets the quad up, and he's like, his hand barely touches the ground. And he's like, oh, did y'all see that? Yo, that shit was fucking wild, yo. What the fuck? Hey, I'm gonna do it again. Do it again. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. Do it again. <laughs> fucking get fucking out there, wild. bro. It's fucking it's fucking sick. And then like it gets everybody in there. And fucking Kote, fucking. He was on the min. He was on his little mini uh, pit bike out there, fucking doing his thing too. Ate shit. Nobody like nobody judged him or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's because Patrick has uh, Jake has one leg. Oh, you talking about Hathcote? Yeah, yeah. Cote. No, his, his name's Hathcote. Whatever, homie. So, oh, one leg of Jake. That's oh, the homie. Leg. Yeah, yeah. So you have one. Houston's leg. finest. Yeah. So you have one yes, leg. Sir. He had one leg, and he was doing wheelies, and he ate shit, and like. Nobody, nobody judged the motherfucker. Like, go ahead, keep going, motherfucker. I mean, that's it's not really the right motherfucker to, to judge either. <laughs> like, if that's what you want to get, get it. You know what I'm saying? And like, everybody's like, they all have that vibe. I'm gonna plug his episode dope. if you haven't. Fucking steak cakes. Go check out Jake's episode. It was a fucking banger. Hello. That dude is so fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking Blackbeard the pirate ass motherfucker. I fucking love you, dog. <laughs> Legend. I still got merch over here for you, and you still haven't come by and picked it up. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's also shout out fucking Nick's wife, Jelly. You got to have a great relationship for her to be down to let you just fucking, she's like, just go. Just go, young young bird, fly. It, it Far, was, too. It was <laughs> a little bit of a struggle at first. Yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. Um. But, you know, once I started going more often and then she'd see like, you know, the relationships I was building and, and how much fun and how much enjoyment I got out of it, then now it's just, it's been, you know, easier Smooth and like, more accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to be able to maybe go to a mini Monday, you know. Here a or there, you know, it was like, you don't need to be out there in the streets. <laughs> you know, you should be home like with us. Um and it's like, why can't the rides be in the day? <laughs> why right. are they always at night? Right. You know, late at night. But, um, but yeah, once I started going to more frequent mini Mondays and getting more into it, now it's, you know, I might hit a Friday night ride. You know, they do LA rides on Fridays. And then um, the Ride of Legends came up. And, you know, it was just kind of a spur of the moment the night before. Decided that, you know, I was going to go. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's... I hit you up the night before, too, to see if you're going to come to our yeah, ride. And you're that, like, that was, sorry, dog, I'm going to Ride of Legends. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah, that, it, 
the the original plan was to go down to the the SD Harley ride, and then you know I saw the ride of legends, and I was like, dude, I can't miss, I can't miss this one. This it's ride this of is legends, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is gonna be wild, and it was. We planned so. that like four days before, and then Rafa was like, uh, ride of legends that weekend, we might miss out on some, and I was like, fuck. But we were dropping the merch, and we were we were locked in. But there's yeah. next year. I want to go laid back. I want to go to laid back. Oh, lean back, lean back in Chirac. Lean back yeah, in yeah. Chirac. I yes, want to go to that. That's a that's a that's a long, long ride. I mean, there's all a, night long. I yeah, yeah. I will say I this here in December. Yeah, that's almost as long as fucking ride uh, Sturgis. Yeah, ride of the century. Ride, ride of, of the century. century. Yeah. See, ride of the century is three days, just riding. Really? Yeah. I mean, to get go, there, they go all night. I mean, from sun from sundown to sun up, like. Next morning, they're still going. Next day, still going. Just yeah, nuts. Yeah. No shit. And where is it? That's uh, St. Louis. St. Louis to Chicago. Shit. Yeah, it's a long-ass ride, bro. Wait, they ride from I, I believe St. Louis believe, to Chicago? I'm not 100% sure, but I think ROC is definitely St. Louis. Oh, okay. Definitely St. Louis. And Lean Back is, lean back is, is Chicago. Because yeah. that's Brian 636's yeah. Event right, and that shit. That Legend. shit's like a two day. Yeah. It's like a two day ride, it's right? A, I think it's a three day. They have a main a main ride, hood ride, and then a lot day. Um, yeah. and uh, last year was huge. Uh, I had a couple of buddies that went out last year and did the same thing. They were just all night long. They were riding. L streets went. They didn't even right? go back to the to the hotel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I gotta get a DRZ. Yeah, I got to. And those guys, dude, they got ride. one for sale. It's <laughs> <laughs> wild. Is like they all they ride everything. Everything's out there. We fucking minis, quads, quads street bikes, up, groms, adventure bikes, bikes. All of them. All if of I them see a motherfucker, there. an old man, pull up on his BMW 1000 with the boxes on the back, <laughs> laying it back, I'm impressed. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Well, fucking uh, one of the homies, Marshall, he bought a Goldwing. And you stop playing with me, bro. I ain't playing, dude. The motherfucker got fucking AC on the bike, bro. 12 in that What? <laughs> yeah, Joey was fucking doing wheelies on it. No what? way. Those fools get down on the no, Those things with. are monsters. Yeah, they're huge. There's a fool called uh, Shade Tree Surgeon, and he his favorite thing in the world to do is buy clapped out 80s fucking Hondas or Yamahas and then ride them thousands of miles. Oh, shit. He bought one in Orange County. It, was a, it wasn't a Goldwing. It was like a Silverwing or something. It's like a step-down from the Goldwing, mm -hmm. and he rode that motherfucker back to Florida from Orange County. Jesus. Yeah, right. like on an oil change. Nice. <laughs> just, just clap wagon, bro. But they that, that's the thing about those fucking 80s and 90s Hondas and fucking Yamahas. Just change Bullet, the bro. oil. Yeah, just change the oil. And It'll even then, forever. like, don't have to. Yeah. Well, boys, we're getting up close to your fucking time. I'm going to have to have you all both back. I would love it. I would love to. I was thinking the same thing, I, you know, just how I touched on how our stories are so similar, you know, like, it would be nice, you know, to kind of feed off one another and kind of, you know, share, share, you know, on the on the relatable level, For you sure. know, with both of our stories and stuff like that. Gave the people a taste. Mm. And now they're going to want the full flavor. <laughs> Any parting words? Uh, thanks for having us, man. I, I, I had a blast. This is a super awesome experience. This is my uh, first podcast. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, King Almendares 98 uh, or King Almendares Bike Up. Yeah. Nick? Um, just another congrats to Jesse, you know, on the, on that one year, um, you know, he touched on it earlier that, you know, how I approached him and, and stuff like that. You know, when I got into the, the stunt life, you know, it was different for me because yeah, everybody's, you know, drinking and, and kind of using and stuff like that, you know? So, um, you know, I had enough years in to where it, it didn't bother me at, you know, at this point, you know, so I was still able to go out there and, and have some fun and, and everybody's, you know, welcoming and, and, 
they don't push, you know, any of that stuff on you and stuff, you know, everybody's just down for the rides, you know, and what they do kind of personally isn't, you know, is their own thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, when I, when I saw Jesse and I heard about, you know, Jesse, I just wanted to, I know how it was, you know, and especially for him really not having anybody, um, that that's not drinking or, or clean or anything like that. Some to have someone that he can relate to, so early, you know, in, in his recovery and stuff like that, I felt like it was important, you know, to, to reach out to him. And it's, a, I, you know, just from that dad standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, you just, you just want to make, you know, you make sure that, you know, you, you take care of this dude and, and make sure that he succeeds and, you know, he, you know, being a new family man and stuff like that. You know, I just, if I could have had somebody, you know, that's what you think about, you know, if I could have had somebody that kind of, you know, I could have talked to at that time at that age, you know, and, and started young like that, you know, that's what I would have wanted. So the guidance is, is, uh, so helpful. It's extremely helpful. Absolutely. I'll still be kicking y'all asses about this motherfucking clothing line. Y'all need to drop (laughs) (laughs) sooner than later. Uh, I think that's like the most beautiful thing is you being able to be there and be like, Hey dog, I'm doing it too. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. Like the support means so much when we're fucking fresh into this because if you're if you already feel like I'm alienated and I'm by myself and nobody gets it and now I'm in a in a culture where like it's widely accepted to party like it makes it fucking brutal. It makes it so hard. To, to have a homie to have your back on that is fucking sure. key and that's fucking real tough of you to fucking come through for him like that, Nick. That's and awesome. it's exciting to see where your life could be, bro. As so young and like fucking turn around and you got a fucking shining example of how good life can get. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure having you on this little quick little banger. You guys go have a fucking safe birthday ride, all right? Thank you, brother, man. For sure, thank you. It's been another episode of the LFG 1904 Show, motherfucker. Yeah. Rafa Licks, buttholes. <laughs>